Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. My name is Ann Ortley. I'm an astrologer here in St. Petersburg, Florida, as well as in New York City. And I'm broadcasting tonight from my lovely turquoise desk overlooking Boca Ciega Bay, as opposed to the bright red desk in New York. Um, we are looking at the week of January 9th, 2022. Welcome to the new and exciting energy. We have a lovely Venus star point earlier today, which starts a new nine and a half month cycle of Venus energy as she now migrates into becoming a morning star. And of course, morning stars are much more passionate, passionate, intense feeling nature. Ooh, they really are passionate energies. So she's shifting energy. She had the conjunction earlier today, but she's shifting. And then she'll be a morning star until October when she and the, when the sun, when Venus and the sun meet up again in Libra. Now that's going to be an interesting one because Venus is shifting into Libra after, a, the Venus star point is shifting into Libra going backwards after a hundred years in Scorpio. So all of our people that are friends that are born with Scorpio star points are now shifting into relationship energy, and all the rest of us, we're losing 100 years of intense, passionate, crazy Scorpio, Venus-Sun conjunctions, and we're going into Venus conjunct the Sun in Libra. Relation, connection, communication, all fun. So it's a nice shifting energy that we have today. We also have uh, the Jupiter as squared the nodes. He's continuing. He's in orb of them. So he's talking to you about your choices. Now, back in May and June, he was in Pisces, so he brought some stuff up for you. And now he's back and he's saying, so what do you think? And Saturn's back at the point he was at in June. So a lot of the stories and the situations from June that you didn't quite resolve, you didn't quite finish, you put on hold, they all want to go forward. And this week we have series stationing to go forward. Uh, uh, and she's shifting direction. And we also have Eris, the goddess of discord, stationing to go forward. So the only one we're missing is Uranus, and he goes direct next week. And then it will be full steam ahead, 90 miles an hour, until May, because all the planets will be direct in the sky. We're also having Mercury stationing to go retrograde this week. So he will be retrograde until I think it's January 4th. So really, we're going to say from February on, because Venus is retrograde until January 29th. But the, those are your personal planets. So they're making the plans and revising stuff. But the outer planets are all shifting. And we know when they all shift to go direct, the skies take off like a rocket. And so getting ready, getting ready, get ready. It's coming. It's coming. We're going to go into, in the, in the Chinese New Year, we're going to go into the year of the water tiger, uh, which is, of course, very fierce and energetic and forward motion. And, um, you know, we're at this this wrapping up of the year of the ox, um, which was barnyard animals, you know, slow, reliable, dependable, plowed the fields, got the work done, but now we are ready to take off and be tigers. So it's all fun. It's all interesting. It's all changing. And the heavens are dancing with us and encouraging us. The um, they're all the plants are all still on the same side of the nodes, but they're going to start breaking up soon and moving into new directions. So that will, of course, bring us new energies. We still have the sun in Capricorn for another 11 days, 
but it will and it will shift into Aquarius for the Aquarius new moon, which will be the year of the tiger coming in. And I want you to all go play your Rocky music, you know, da 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 da, the year of the tiger. Uh, it wasn't that wasn't the right song, but anyway, you know what I mean. So the idea energetically is forward motion. This week we have nice moons. The moon's in Aries, in Aries today, but it's going to be in Taurus uh, this week, uh, starting tomorrow. It enters Taurus at 9.46 in the morning, and it, it goes void uh, today. It goes void tomorrow morning, well, tonight morning, uh, 2.22 a.m. Goes Moon in Aries goes void with square to Pluto. Enters Taurus uh, on the 10th at 9.46 a.m. East Coast time, and then its closing aspect is a trine to Pluto, so that's very productive. Then it enters, and that's at 2.38 p.m. on the 12th, goes goes void. And then on the 12th, we're going to have long void moons now because Jupiter's in a new sign. Uh, the moon goes into Gemini on the 10th, or on the 12th at 10.07 p.m. And then it's in Gemini until the 14th when it goes void with an opposition to Mars. So moon in Gemini opposite Mars and Sag. It's a fast-moving energy. Um, I don't dislike moon-Mars oppositions because they get stuff done and moon in Gemini is kind of an easy moon. It's very related. It goes, all right, I guess we're done with that, you know, so that's okay. And then the moon enters Cancer on the 15th at 11.10 a.m. And, of course, the Cancer moon uh, is going to have an opposition to uh, Venus when it goes void. Uh, where does it go void here? Um, we're going to have the full moon next week. Uh, and then it will go void after. It'll go void with a at the end of that with an opposition to Pluto. So we're going to have the full moon, which is a lot of energy around expanding stuff and new new excitement and kind of forward motion as we get that moon gets into Cancer. Um, you know, kind of seeing things clearly. I have a new calendar. I have to learn how to read it. <laughs> All these new things, I tell you. And buzzers and bingers and boppers and noise. And I have really exciting news. You know, I'm starting the school, which is new students, but I also have a cousin, Susan, who works at uh, Suncoast Animal League. And she's been making noise to me about fostering cats. And Betty White came into the uh, foster care system. She's preggers. So I'm picking up Betty tomorrow on the Taurus moon. <laughs> and I'm going to have kittens. I'm going to be a foster grandmother, I guess. Um, and Susan's like, it's easy. The cat does everything. So I'm a little trepidatious, but I'm also looking at that Venus-Sun conjunction and going, you know, you know, I could be a foster mother. I could, I could do this. So anxiety aside, uh, we'll see if Betty, she looks really cute. And we'll see how Remo likes her because it's a foster situation, which means I can't adopt them until the kittens are up and, you know, weaned and spayed and neutered. And Betty has to be obviously brought in to be spayed and neutered too. So technically they're, I'm fostering their Suncoast Animal League. So I'm not adopting, but I'm inviting in. So I'm kind of looking forward to it, you know. So we'll, she, she's really cute. So we'll see. And I've never, I mean, when we were little kids, we had kittens, you know. Um, so I haven't had kittens in a really long time. So I'm kind of looking forward to it. And, of course, I'm having Jupiter on my moon in Pisces. Uh, moon rules my sixth house of pets. So I'm making babies. Well, I'm not making babies. The cat is. But 
We'll see what happens. So that's my exciting news. And, of course, we're working on the school. We'll be sending out information next week. It'll be opening, of course, on the new moon in Aquarius. After the new moon in Aquarius, because Venus is retrograde and Mercury is retrograde, and all the planets will be direct in February, so we'll go forward then. Um, so more watch for more news about that if you're on our mailing list. If not, we'll be putting it up on the website, all that kind of hoo-ha. So this week is fun. It's got a lot of fast-moving energy in it. The energy is inviting us to go forward and try new things and see new things and uh, really work in, in harmony, you know, because the planets are all moving forward and they're all saying, hey, hey, what are you doing? What are you doing? And, of course, Venus is still retrograde. She still has one more conjunction with Pluto. She's had two already. And that makes us go deeper. That makes us go deeper in and understanding our passions, our obsessions, our purpose of why we're here. So we're going to kind of work with that energy a bit more. And until she goes direct, she'll hit Pluto again in February when she hits him for the third and final time. But, it's in, you know, Venus is inviting us to dig in. And, of course, Mercury is exalted in Aquarius right now, so he's a happy guy, likes being in Aquarius. Saturn's back where he was in June of last year, so he's saying, can we move this stuff forward now? And, of course, whatever you were talking about in June that got paused when Jupiter went retro, went back into Aquarius, now it wants to go forward. So go pick up those projects, retrieve them, try the new, try them again, give them another pass, dance with them again, invite them in. It's a really good week for playing music. A lot of Neptune in the sky. The sun is moving into a, a sextile to Neptune. Juno's sextiling Neptune. And you know how music really um, uh, it evokes our past. You know, you listen to a song. You know, like my senior prom uh, theme was cherish. You know, cherish is the word I use, dude. It's uh, You know. So you dig that song out, and it brings up dancing, you know, slow dancing with, uh, uh, yeah, I'm not even going to say who I was slow dancing with, but I was slow dancing with a cute guy I had a crush on. And um, the idea, the idea of music and evocativeness. So I want you, as the, as the sun in Juno, talk to Neptune this week, and there's a lot of energy. Mars is coming to square Neptune. There's a lot of energy around music and communication and how we communicate and how the tones work. You know, we're resonant beings. We're like these little bodies of atoms and um, all this air, and we resonate to talent. We resonate to sound and to music. It's one of our first things. First thing we hear is mom's heartbeat when we're hanging out. Boom, 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 boom. Put on some drumming music. Pull up Glenn Velez on Pandora. You know, give yourself the gift of music and song this week, evocative, like you think of a song, play it on your playlist and just kind of go, yeah, evoke the old feelings, evoke the old memories. Venus is retrograde. She's 18 right now. So she's kind of saying, do you remember that music from your young and you were passionate and you were figuring out what you were going to do? That's the energy right now. So giving it permission. It also is very tired. Because Neptune can make us feel a little extra stressed, a little extra pushed past our bandwidth, a little past, oh, I'm so tired, oh, I'm feeling exhausted. So it's a great time to take naps. It's a great time to do a hammock. It's a great, I mean, obviously not maybe in the snow part, but, you know, to go out and sit on a bench and look at the snow, to, to connect with nature uh, because there is a lot of water in the sky right now, too, because Neptune's being activated. 
So I would anticipate a couple of snowstorms over here on the East Coast, floods other places. But it also is um, its very much of the evocative nature, you know, and when it's a rainy, snowy day and you stay home and you make a good soup, it's a soup week, you know, making soup and enjoying that nurturing energy. You know, when you look at a really good, you know, my mother used to make, you know, Campbell's tomato soup with grilled cheese sandwiches. And the other day I thought, you know, that's what I really want. So I had some bread, and I made grilled cheese sandwich, and I had Campbell's soup, and I was like, mmm, mmm, good. You know, it was just delicious. You want to look for nurturing. Of course, the moon's in Taurus, so it's got a lot of energy around what we love and what's passionate and why we love it. So that energy, of course, the Taurus moon is the first couple days this week. And then the Gemini is communication, connection. We do sometimes find with the moon opposite Gemini, uh, this week with Mars is also opposite Lilith, the black moon Lilith, where we don't want to be subservient. We don't want to be told what to do. Don't tell me what, you know, don't try and control me. Um, there's a lot of that energy up in the sky too. So it's like, all right, you know, you get to figure out what you're doing. I'm not going to control you. I can't, con- truly, we can't control each other. We can just give you give you information and you make the best decision for your life and your purpose. So it's a big week for deciding uh, what the next transition is, what the next chapter is in terms of the Donald days. The busy days this week are um, are Tuesday the 11th because the moon has a number of aspects, as does Mercury. Mercury's in a little bit of a, a spat with, um, with Saturn and with Uranus. So he's going in, so he's have a little bit of an argument. And then the back half of the week, uh, Mars squares Neptune on Friday the 14th, which usually has some kind of deception or tragedy or something that we look at and we go, wow, that's kind of hard, um, and we can really feel it, right? And we want to kind of watch for that, so that's going to be Friday, Saturday. So those are the DB days, the Donald Blandford days. Thank you, Donald, for lending your name to the hard days in the sky. <laughs> and we're working with that energy and kind of understanding, you know, how it works and what it does for us. and and really how it invites us to move forward in our lives. When we're actually looking at the aspects this week, we're going to see the sun going from tw- from 19 Capricorn to 27, and he's popping along, doop-de-doop-de-doop. He does have a, um, a conjunction with Juno, which is partnership, relationship energy on the, on the 11th. He has a nice sextile to Neptune on the 10th, so it's about the dream and the dream coming in and the dream coming true. Uh, the sun, of course, moves forward. Now, Eris and Pluto um, had their square. So we had, you know, Ghislaine Maxwell sentenced. We had the Aubrey guys sentenced. Um, and so this week we're going to watch for some pretty intense energy as the sun squares Eris and then joins up with Pluto between the 13th and the 16th. But this is wrapping up old stuff. Remember, Eris and the Pluto have had a square, has had five squares, over the last two years, and now the sun is coming. They're starting to separate. You know, Pluto's up to 26. Eris is still 23. But the sun is coming through, and he's reminding us that's why we were that's why we were cranky as he squares Eris. And then as he comes to Pluto, he says, and this is how we begin. We also have Mercury stationing to go retrograde, as I mentioned. Now, he entered his shadow on the 29th of December, which I, you know, with that, what... Whatever came to light then, he was in Capricorn. Now he's in Aquarius. 
So he's going to go retrograde through uh, February 4th, I believe, and then he will station direct in Capricorn and go forward. So Mercury this week is stationing retrograde on January 14th. We know the day before, the day after, uh, the 13th, the 15th, and sometimes the 12th and the 16th. Mercury stopped, which does tend to aspect communication. You do want to back up your computers. You do want to, you know, if you've got stuff being a little feisty, like I had a light switch the other day that didn't work, and I was, you know, I'm supposed to call the electrician anyway to get my new lamp from my porch. So I, and it's the same set of switches, and I'm like, ah, eh, i got to get the lamp. you got to get the switch fixed. So it's Aquarius. It's electrical. That also is communication. That also is your cell phone. So Mercury, we don't like it when he stations in Aquarius because we're very computer-based. So, you know, there's going to be some big network outage. There's going to be some big virus hitting, you know, some something, some uh, malware taking over. So we know that's going to happen. That's going to happen on the 14th or thereabouts. You know, the, the station is actually at 8, 641 on the 14th. So watch. Uh, one of the stations a couple years last year was when Facebook was down, you know, so uh, Mercury retrograde has a, an interesting story. He's going from eight, you know, direct to nine and a half retrograde. We're not moving far. He's basically parked between eight, nine and ten. He does have a parallel to Saturn on the 11th, so he's making a commitment as he stations. And then he has a parallel to Venus on the 14th. So he's talking to Venus and Saturn. Now, remember, Mercury's in Aquarius, Venus is in Capricorn, Saturn's in Aquarius, but they're not next to each other. They're all at the same degree of declination, which is degree below the equator, in this case, because they're down at the bottom of the chart, uh, the bottom of, you know, Earth, below the southern, below the equator. It's not the bottom of Earth, below the southern hemisphere, in the southern hemisphere. And we, we see Mercury doing these things, He's kind of like, you know, I've been talking to you about this. What do you think? So there's a whole energy of commitment and creativity. Saturn is commitment. Venus is creativity. And, of course, Venus is retrograde. So there's some really interesting energy afoot in the house that you have Aquarius 10 in and the planets that you have, the planet where you have Capricorn, where you have Venus, which is she's around 1718 of Cap. So you want to kind of watch those houses. If you have planets there, you're going to find you're being asked to make some kind of commitment or do something. We also have Mercury in the semi-square to Mars, so that's a little bit of a contentious energy. That's the 16th. Not bad, but just kind of cranky. And, of course, Mars is a little bossy when he's in Sag, and Mercury's retrograde in Aquarius, and Mercury doesn't like being told what to do. So this is a little bit, you know, you have to do that, and Mercury's going to go, no, I don't. You know, Mercury in Aquarius is is a little bit of a difficult Mercury retrograde because Mercury in Aquarius knows it all, which we love our Mercury in Aquarius people. They are very smart, and they do know a lot of stuff. But when he's retrograde in Aquarius, he's like, ah, like, you know, you're you're just foolish. I don't even know why I talk to you. And he he gets a little snotty, frankly. So he and Mars are having a little bit of a tiff on the 16th. So we're going to watch for that, and that is one of the, uh, that's one of the days. It's not a bad moon day, but Mercury is joining Saturn that day. So there's a little bit of an energy of cantankerousness because um, I don't want to and you can't make me. Uh, so, you know, he's in orb of joining Saturn. He's not actually meeting him up. Venus, of course, retrograde going from 18 uh, and a half Capricorn down to 15 and a half. She does have a hard aspect to the nodes of fate on the 14th, so there is some energy of change and 
uh, adjustment with commitments. Not bad, but, you know, she said, well, maybe I'm going to do it. And now she's saying, you know, maybe that wasn't such a great idea. And, of course, the nodes are still hanging out at the very last degrees of Gemini Sag. So there is an opportunity to repair relationships. If you blew up something and you're kind of thinking, maybe I didn't want to, or maybe, you know, on second thought or third thought or whatever thought you're on, you know, that energy of maybe I should adjust. Venus is also sextile Athena, which gives us really good strategic planning. And that's going to happen on the 9th because she's got the conjunction to the sun and then she's sextile and she's saying, yes, yes, this is, this is good. We like this. Mars this week does have that square to Neptune on the 11th. Uh, he also has a trine to Eris on the 15th. So he's, you know, he's fiery and he's stirring the pot. Of course, Eris stations as Mars trines her. Now, remember, the goddess of discord does sometimes symbolize war. You know, she was very active during the Pulse nightclub shootings down in Florida. And she stations on the 10th. And because she's stationing on the 10th, five days before, the last few days, uh, and then the five days after through the 15th are her retrogrades. So, you know, we saw Eris stationing direct, and we did see, you know, the ceremonies for uh, the January 6th, you know, <laughs> It's kind of a little stark contrast. The, the Congress people from the Democratic side were there, and the only people on the Republican side were Liz Cheney and her dad. And I'm like, wow, what's that about? Like every other Republican is missing this? You had your house assaulted. You were mugged, and you're skipping out? Totally mind-boggling to my mind. And Adam Kinzinger would have been there, but he was home having a baby or trying to wait, waiting for the baby to come in. So with Eris stationing and Mars trining Eris, the 15th, Eris stations on the 10th and Mars trines him, her, we can anticipate this week to be a little cantankerous because Mars is in Sag. He's a little righteous. He's a little self-righteous. He's a little righteous. He has what he wants. He knows what he wants. He's going to say this is what I'm after. And uh, so we can anticipate a little bit of a little bit of toughing, tussling out there in the world. But he also is square Neptune, so he's exposing things. Mars and Sage is exposing things. And Jupiter is parallel Athena. That happens on the 12th of January, which is very much uh, making, a, you know, coming up with a new plan. Pallas Athena is in, um, is at 18 Pisces. She is getting the sextile from Venus. And as Jupiter parallels her, he's in Pisces too. It's like a really good idea. You should really do it. That's on the 12th. So I encourage you to think of the ideas, to hear the ideas that are coming into your world and kind of think of them. And remember, when we get to February through May, all the planets are direct. We still have Eris to go this week, and then we're going to have Uranus go. And then they're all forward, you know, because Ceres goes this week too. So, you know, once everybody's moving forward, we're really rocking. So your job this week is to-do lists, plans, get as much cracked out as you can, and also just kind of go, okay, that's done, that's done, that's done. Finishing up stuff, getting stuff out the door, that has been dawdling, delaying. I have a list of things I have to get out the door because the energy is go back and redo. Get it out, get it out so you're ready to go. Clean it up so it's ready to go. It's, it's, an, interesting, it's an interesting energy because so it's got to you know, go backwards to go forward. I was talking to someone today and she said to me, you know, you said this thing about going, walking backwards 72 steps. She wrote it to me in the booking email and then she said it. I said, I, I didn't say that. It wasn't me, but it's a good idea. Um, <laughs> and it's a Saturn ritual. 
And, of course, it is. You know, it's a two and a seven and a nine. I'm partnering to seven with uh, my spiritual path by moving back, by walking backwards 72 steps, and then I see things. And, of course, you know, if you think of a mala, you think of the different energies of, you know, chanting and praying and stuff. So I thought it was an interesting uh, mantra for Saturn. I don't know where she heard it, but I'm going to share it with you. This is a great week to go walk backwards 72 steps. Uh, and kind of contemplate, because everything's going backwards. The Venus and the Mercury are. So they're inviting us to look back. And you know how that is when you drive one way, and then you turn around and you drive back, and you look at the everything from a different perspective, because you're driving, right? My sister was a basketball coach, and she used to have the kids run backwards. And I, I'm like, they have to run backwards? And she's like, well, yeah, they're playing basketball. <laughs> I'm like, Wow. What if, I mean, you know, I, I, my mind, of course, Virgo, like, what if they fall and hurt themselves? She goes, well, you know, that happens in basketball. <laughs> but it was also watching these kids run backwards, which is not a natural thing for you to want to do. Um, but, you know, they're on a basketball court, so, you know, that's their practice, you know, running backwards, trusting the process. So try walking backwards. Trust. I don't, I don't recommend running because I don't want anybody calling me and saying, and I ran backwards and I fell and hurt myself. But running backwards or walking backwards 72 steps, I thought that was a really interesting um, an interesting mantra or an interesting exercise. Uh, we also have Neptune in the sextile to Juno, which is a lot about partnering and figuring out how we want to partner and what we want to do because uh, Juno's in Capricorn. And we also have uh, Vesta, as I mentioned. Um, I don't think I actually mentioned this before. Vesta is entering Capricorn. She's on a world point. So this is a great opportunity to do things for your house, your home. In my case, I'm getting a cat and giving the cat a home and probably kittens around then too. And also there's an adjusting energy, you know, to adjust things and kind of give you a new perspective. Uh, Series stations uh, to go direct on January 14th at 27 of Taurus. And Eris stations to go direct on January 10th at 23 Aries. So with these planetary shifts, with Mercury going retrograde, with all this stuff kind of swirling in the sky, it will be a little bit turbulent. Not too bad. But you're going to notice the energy is, is a bit of a shift and a bit of a change and a bit of a, wow, that's an adjustment. Oh, I didn't recognize, ooh, that's an adjustment. So as that happens, kind of stay flexible, right? Uh, and think, okay, let me be flexible here. The nodes are at the last degree of Gemini. They're trying to get the last bits out of the last 18 months, right before they shift into uh, into Scorpio and Taurus. So this communication energy, this education energy, this new ideas that you really you came up with last year that you're putting in place, that you have to get some stuff organized to be able to do it, this is the week to do it. Good aspects, get stuff done. That lovely moon trine, moon in Taurus trine Pluto, and then the lovely Mercury moon in Gemini opposite Mars. Like I'm done with that, ready to roll, and that's the week ahead. I mean, I think it'll be a nice week. I don't anticipate huge problems. The air stationing usually does give us like some kind of, you know, murderous event in the world, just because that's who Eris is. And we do have the Sun going through Eris and Pluto, you know, so that may be, you know, because that seems to be correlating these days with Biden talking to Pluto, Putin. Putin. Uh, so we'll see what happens the 13th or the 16th when that happens. And then in the middle of that, Eris is 
you know, paused and going, she's going direct because she does like to stir the pot. So hopefully that gives you the week ahead. And big hugs. Have a great one. And next week when I talk, I may be the mother of kittens. Because, again, I understand that Betty White is ready to give birth to babies. And I love it. She came into the shelter on uh, the day Betty died, the real Betty. And now we are, uh, now she's having some babies. So keep you posted. We'll let you know if Remo likes her. Um, Because she's a foster cat until, you know, until she's done with the kittens. So she's not technically adopted. But I think based on her picture and my cousin's report about her nature, I have a feeling Betty will be finding a permanent home here. And certainly the kittens will be welcomed into the world because Betty seems to be a Taurus moon kind of cat. And that was Max was a Taurus. Um, So I imagine the kittens will be born with the Taurus moon this week. So we'll see. Anticipation. It's a wonderful thing. Have a wonderful week. Take care. Bye. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.